welcome to the Lovely Radical podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and Lovely Radical is a mission that for me began many years ago, wanting to retain the ability to be lovely whilst also being a radical agent for change and transformation in my own reality and that of those who are ready for more. I'm a life and business coach helping people all around the world become the leaders of their own lives, a master practitioner of hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, and something incredible called emotional change technique. I've taught around the world and for the last five years coached people across five continents and helped them remove their barriers to finding their soulmates, healing their bodies, and making 10K months or more in their businesses. Because the key I've found lies in our unconscious mind, here we will discuss many things around mindset, communication, business strategy, real self-love, manifestation, language, and so much more. Many of these topics have been requested by you, and we will discuss with some dear friends of mine who may pop in from time to time. This is a no-filter zone, and some of the content may trigger you, and that's great. Did you know that our triggers are actually the pathway to our desires? And we are usually triggered by things that are unfamiliar and that we haven't yet made sense of. And if knowledge is power, imagine if you have the wrong knowledge and that's why you feel stuck. If you're looking for ways to take this knowledge to a higher level, you can connect with me anytime and ask about LRA, my coaching academy. So step into the arena, lean into the knowledge to integrate the light and the dark, spirituality and business, and let's have some fun while we create a better life than we could have possibly imagined together. Welcome to a very fun in-person hang with this beautiful Katie Walker. We have been talking a fair bit lately about, I guess, self-trust and creating safety within ourselves and not requiring things from outside of ourselves and the, the surrender buzzword that's kind of going around the self-development community a lot. And so we thought we'd bring that conversation to you all. So everyone, this is Katie. Katie, welcome to the show. Yay. I'm Yay. excited to be here. Um, how great. Yeah. I think that, and it is, it's something that's like buzzing around a lot right now. And I know that, like you said, we've had this conversation many times, so it's nice to be able to like tangibly put it somewhere where people can actually plug in and listen and, and hear our perspectives on it too. So it's great. Absolutely. Well, tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do. Mm -hmm. Love um, that question. Yeah. Not. Like yeah. Oh, right. okay. Katie Walker. Yeah, I know. It's so like, who are you? It's like, oh my god, maybe like identify my concept of self. <laughs> um, so, I'm Katie Walker. I, I'm a fucking tornado, like <laughs> in the best possible way. And I, yeah, I'm disruptive. I'm, I'm bold. I'm just like, I'm a big ball of energy. And it's funny. I remember like years ago um, in a relationship, I had my partner at the time say to me like, you're a tornado of chaos. And it's like, it's funny that I've really like anchored into and like held on to that, like in the best possible way. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's kind of like who I am as a person. But I guess what I do is obviously both in the coaching industry. And um, I think that my like key, I guess, vision and drive with, with coaching is giving people or handing people the keys to unlock the most powerful parts of themselves. And through that a lot of the time and a big 
like element of what I do is with shadow work and, and concept of self and, and all of that jazz. And it's, it's often recognizing what are the parts of yourself that you've thrown to the shadow and, and how, how can we utilize that? Because that's your fucking magic. Like there's so much magic in these traits that you've deemed negative and, and helping people to recognize that and anchor into that power. That's, that's me. Amazing. I yeah. love that you were the tornado in my, in my last relationship. He called me the catastrophe. Love that. Like catastrophe because I would there's like, a similar meaning attached um which was always a bit of fun <laughs> and I was a little bit clumsy as well <laughs> that's fucking perfect it's like I'm gonna take that yeah and then like yeah even like my brand like lovely radical literally if people are like that's a really cool name it literally started out as two random words I tattooed on myself so here we are you don't really have to think so much about no. You already Your know. <laughs> you already know. It's there. Someone's like said it to you in the context. Just take it out of that context, put it in a new one. Yeah. You're good. You can use everything. <laughs> um, so there was a fun moment recently in recent times where Katie helped me through a hospital process where I had to go back to hospital because there were complications after surgery and it really started to land for me that this was my opportunity to learn to completely surrender and release control because I literally could not have control in this moment. And there was just a really funny moment. I remember getting in the, in the wheelchair at the hospital and Katie started pushing it. And I was like looking for the controls being like, well, how do I steer this thing? And it was like, Oh, you actually just have to let go and let someone else take take it from here and it was so challenging for me um and that really had to happen to bring it to my consciousness because and I know we've had similar journeys where it's like for so long and I know so many women are just driving 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 like have to go to work have to take care of the partner or the family or the parents or the kids or whatever's going on and we don't stop to think about like what control is for us or what our center or our identity or our stability is for us to then know that whatever's happening we're actually safe like in that moment if I didn't have the awareness of myself I would have probably felt incredibly unsafe um but I got to choose to feel like I was being taken care of and we touched on surrender being a bit of a buzzword um, and we hear it a lot in the spiritual communities and the business communities. It's like, you've just got to surrender. Tell me what that word brings up for you. <laughs> it's yeah. And I, I love, I loved that I was able to be there for you and, and to, and to help kind of give you those parameters of safety. So you could do that. So like, yeah. I love that you shared that. And I think in regards to surrender, this is like surrender is one of those things, right. And I'm, I will say right now, like I'm the queen of contradiction because I can hold duality. And I think if you're listening or you're watching this or however you're engaging with this, it's like practice discernment. It's like, because I'll say one thing and you'll be like, oh, okay, that's my truth right now. And then I'll say the total fucking opposite. And it's like, okay, maybe that's my truth right now. And like, that's the beauty of being a human in this fucking world is we get the opportunity to practice discernment and go, that applies to me. That doesn't apply to me. Like, so there's the first lesson. I want to start with that because I will contradict myself massively here. But I think the key thing with surrender is exactly what you've just said and what you've just highlighted. Yes, it's a choice to surrender and I'm all fucking for it. Like 
and I'm about to contradict the hell out of that, but I'm all for it. And it can only happen, I think, in a healthy, integrated way when we have the parameters of safety around us. And I think what, like, you, like that I'm seeing a lot in the industry and, and, and just like online, and I know that that's through my own lens of, of awareness, right, is this whole concept of essentially shaming women out of those more masculine traits because they need to be feminine and feminine is surrender. And it's like, get fucked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I think something that I've really recognized within business is like my masculinity, like masculinity is a pure energy. Mm. If you, if you're masculine in a, an integrated way, that's fucking great. Like don't allow anybody to shame you out of that. Like it's, it's actually brilliant. And like masculinity is what drove my business and like that ambition and that drive and that hunger, like they're masculine traits. Like it serves me to be masculine. And it's that safety of self to be able to surrender in other areas of my life or to be able to, again, practice duality, swing the pendulum and find both. And I think that the key thing with duality and being able to hold that and and the pendulum swing is you kind of got to take your own rite of passage there. Like you actually need to swing from one end to the other. It's like being super masculine within business, right? And then getting unwell and being like, fuck, I actually have no choice but to surrender. It's like, swings you all the way to the other side so you get the opportunity to experience both ends of paradox and then the pendulum can come to the center and you can pull resources from both and operate in a way that's healthy and integrated from either side but this whole talk of like women being masculine and it's so unattractive and and xyz it's like no it's not it's actually not it's fucking beautiful it's like providing that safety structure for for that particular woman or if it's for yourself providing the safety for yourself to know that you can surrender Mm. and to know that you can drop deeper into that more feminine flow and I think it's interesting because and you touched on it already when we talk about surrender and that resistance to it like it's a safety thing right and then when we talk about like that safety and that safety of self it's like the reason you're wanting to control everything or the reason that you don't want to surrender is because you want to be in control. Like you're actually a fucking control freak. So it's like, how can you recognize that within yourself and go, okay, if I'm not controlling things right now, you almost need to like do the dangerous thing. You need to do the dangerous thing. Like whatever it is that you're like, oh, I can't, I can't possibly not like, if you're like a mom listening to this, for instance, this is probably the easiest way to explain it. And you're somebody that organizes everything and there's a family event coming up and it's like, I need to do this and I need to do that. And everything needs to be perfect. What happens if you don't? Like trust yourself to do the dangerous thing and know that people are still going to love you. That's how you build that self-trust and self-safety because automatically you go, hang on, people love me for me and not for the roles that I play and not for the, 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 the boxes that I jump into in my everyday life. They don't love me for being organized mom. They love me for being me. They don't love me for being like this, like organized, like boss bitch coach. They actually love me for me. And the more evidence you can give yourself for that, the more you can surrender into any moment because you recognize, oh, hang on. People actually love me for me, not for, not for these roles. Mm-hmm. So it's okay if I put the ball, like choose to put the ball down. It's not mm-hmm. dropping the ball. It's a choice. Yeah. And as you're putting the ball down, there can be that resistance coming up from like all the things that could go wrong, right? But is that actually just a, a part of yourself that actually doesn't love yourself and therefore doesn't think that everyone else is going to just hold you in that? And it's so powerful to notice that resistance. I mean, you mentioned as well the 
like the integrated or the unintegrated masculine. And this has been, this really landed for me lately because for the first few years in business, I was very unintegrated masculine. It was, I was listening to a lot of masculine coaches and like male coaches. I was listening to a lot of people who were like, drive, 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 do all the things. But then it kind of started to flip and be like, oh no, but you've also got to make sure you do all this self-care. And but at this stage, I'd really gotten good at the drive. And so now I was being told, well, no, you can't drive because you'll burn out. So you've got to also now do this. And a lot of people come to me now and say, well, wow, you, you work all the time. Like you must have no time at all. And it really landed for me because I was like, well, first of all, one man's sprint is another man's stroll. So like I've been creating content every day for like over eight years. Now it's just like I could do it all in a day and then I'm set for the week. Mm -hmm. But it looks like a sprint to someone from the outside who doesn't know what the structure is on the inside. And we'll get to that. Um, but also that, like you were saying, I've created an environment externally that I am safe and I am nourished that I can drive, but I'm driving while lying on the couch. Yeah. I'm driving while sitting in my super comfy office chair at home. I'm driving, you know, for two hours a day. And then I'm going and spending the rest of the afternoon at the bathhouse. Like when you create and set up the pillars or the foundations of safety for you without needing a man, without needing. And of course, we want to hold space for anyone who wants to invite a partner in. This is also so pivotal, mm, like so pivotal, because how can we invite a masculine energy to come in if we're all masculine? Mm -hmm. So it's starting to learn about that integrated version of both, like you were saying. Um, can you think of a time where like you were feeling, I guess, like a story, I suppose, of when that was relevant for you, when you had to create or that safety within or the realization of that, or did it just come naturally? No, I don't think anything comes naturally. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I am an analyzer. Like yeah. there are so many layers, like as we know, to consciousness, right? And I, I was joking um, last night on a, on a group um, mastermind call of mine with clients and saying like, there's like this conversation right now. And then there's like 10 layers of the conversation happening in my own head right now, all simultaneously. And I'm, I have the ability to tap in, right? So it's like, like my self-awareness is one of my biggest strengths and also I'm a big believer that your biggest strength is also your greatest weakness so again duality right but yes of course so in regards to probably more more recently and I think um given that you mentioned it we can talk about it in the context of relationships so last year I was um I don't like I'm super open but last year I was um chatting to a guy and and like really enjoying that masculinity that he brought and he's like super conscious and just like a beautiful fucking soul like genuinely beautiful beautiful man and I recognized like oh my god like I want to like I feel safe it was safety and then it, like things like happened and changed and I moved into state and like he moved into state to a different state um and so like the space was put there right and so we're like okay great we'll maintain friendship and I really felt this like energetic pull and I think this is really, really important for people to anchor into if you if you resonate with feeling like this. I felt that energetic pull to him so much that I was like, oh my God, like there's something here. There has to be something here. And super thankful that again, he like is quite a conscious person. And because I, I, again, super open, brought it up with him and was like, fuck, I'm really feeling 
this like energy pull. It's like you're like pulling me. Like, what is that? And he's like, and his answer was, is it me or is it something that I'm giving you? And like, I just love him. Like, what a legend. What a fucking legend. Yes. I would like highlight that back to you in that moment. And because it would be easy in his position to want the validation, right? And be like, oh, of course you are. Like, I'm fucking great. But he has that great ability to put his ego to the side and go, hang on, there's something more here. Mm. And so that one question, and keep in mind, I've done a lot of fucking work at this point. Like, mm-hmm. and so it's like fun when you get these things, right? Yeah. Um, you're like, oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. There's another one. It's done. Like, you're never done. Like, yeah. um, it gets fun. It does get fun. And it's that ability to like hold it lightly, right? And be like, oh, like, what am I making this mean about me? Like, it's not a big, like, grueling process that I have to go through now. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, what's that? Like, and approach it with that, that through that lens of curiosity. And, Anyway, yes, we said, like, is it, is it me or is it something I'm giving you? And I sat with that and I thought, fuck, it's safety. Mm-hmm. It's safety. I feel safe in your masculine energy because I wasn't feeling safe in mine. And it really um, encouraged me to, like you said, put the systems and the structures and, and, and whatever in place and really start to lean into that within my business and within my life. And then I did the fun thing of moving mm-hmm. and pulling all routine out of my life and, like, going moving into the, the space of, purely working for myself, meaning that there has to be, you have to have masculine energy yeah. if you're working for yourself. Amen. You have to be able to like access that discipline and and to have some form of routine. Otherwise, fucking nothing's getting done. Mm-hmm. Yet at this point in time, and this is literally only a few months ago, at least it was like a month ago, at this point in time, I'd gone so far into feminine flow that I didn't know how to get back. I'd swan, and this is what I mean about Yep. the best the people that hold duality have fucking done both ends yeah. like so swung it hardcore to them flow and was like I'm not literally sitting here what do I do today I think I'm gonna go read a book by the beach oh my god like I love being in my flow knowing like knowing that I'm lying to myself being like fuck I need structure yeah and then like not allowing myself at the same time like fuck now mind is such a cheeky fuck sometimes mm. and so I'm like in this like full feminine flow and then I've had this realization about safety and I'm like okay I think the lesson for myself right now is to allow myself to just be and it absolutely was so allowing myself to just be to remove all expectations of myself and just be it's like cool you want to feel safe allow yourself to feel like allow yourself to feel safe right now doing nothing mm. allow yourself to feel safe outside of the lens of achievement Mm. and external praise and creating content that's getting likes and shares and and do you know it's like pull yourself out of it are you still worthy when you're not achieving that was the lesson for me like over the last few months do I still hold self-worth when I'm not achieving and ticking off things on a to-do list can I still know in myself that I'm worthy when I'm not Mm. like doing the things right when I'm just being when I'm just me and that was a huge lesson for me and then a big thing I had reflected back to me recently was this piece around okay and like I remember jumping in a mastermind call with my mentor and being like I don't know how to fucking get back now how do I get back because I've generated this like resistance to that masculinity now within myself because I'm like well fuck I worked so fucking hard last year that I definitely never want to do that again Mm. it was horrible like Sure, I made a fuck ton of money and I impacted a lot of people. I also had no life. I was also like exhausted running from one thing to the next. Like this is that when you're fully in that unintegrated masculine. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to go back there. I don't want to do it. 
And so for me, it's been that piece of like, how can you set in, like be more intentional and have intentionality with what you're doing and start to pull the masculine in an integrated way. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, how does that, I don't, don't can't really resonate or how does that apply to me specifically? It's like if you go to a restaurant yeah. and or the, the example my mentor used was if you walk into a smoothie bar and you see all of the different ingredients and all the different things, but there's no menu. And they just say, you can have whatever you want. You're fucking overwhelmed. Yeah. Because you're like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Oh my God, I can have whatever I want. What do you mean? Just like, what's what do people usually get? Like, you want structure. So like when you're so far in feminine flow, it's fucking hard to put structure in yourself because you're like, oh my God, there's so many options. So what way could I possibly take? And the lesson there is like, sit in the void. It will be so clear to you if you allow yourself to sit in the void to see what you are avoiding. Mm. And that's your tether. That's your rope to climb up. That's your thing to pull. And it's like, oh, like drops down the screen of this is the pathway. It's like, oh, there it is. It's like, if you're not willing to sit in it, you're not going to actually see it. And then it's like, that's you putting the menu in place. And so you think about this in the context of life. I didn't have a menu to life. And I was like, oh, there's too many options, which is a really privileged position to be in. But to be in that space of there's too many options, it's like I was too far in that femme. And it's like, okay, I need to put a menu in place here. What do I actually want? I need loose structure here. Mm. What am I, like, achieving every day? One thing, and I'm a big believer in that, like, the only thing, the only thing you need to achieve today is what the you tomorrow will be thankful that you've done. And that you can put that in so many different contexts, right? It could be, okay, I know that tomorrow I've got like back-to-back things, whether it's calls or like doing podcasts, I'm going to Brisbane after this. It's like, I know that there's back-to-back things. So the, like yesterday, I knew that me today would be thankful if I'd already pre-planned and decided what content I was going to post and everything's ready to go. And I just need to log in and hit go. That's what I have to do today. So that tomorrow I don't have to think about it. I can be thankful for it. It could be the flip side of that, of I know I've got a lot of meetings tomorrow and I'm going to be plugged in at work or I'm back to back running kids here and there. Right now I've got space. So the me tomorrow will be really thankful that I was actually just present with my mum right now. Yeah. Or that right here on this phone call with my bestie that I was just on the phone call with my bestie, not on the phone call to my bestie doing things for work. Save that for tomorrow. Because tomorrow when you're plugging into work, you won't have the guilt for not being present because you've done it. So it's like allow yourself to put that loose structure in place and you'll be able to surrender in any given moment mm. because you'll trust yourself in your own masculine energy. But I think the like topic around relationships, right, is like, don't fucking come up in here telling me to surrender when you're not my, when you're not putting in the effort to make me feel safe. Yeah, it's not going to happen. If I'm safer in my own masculinity, move along. Mm. Yeah, because you can't handle this tornado. Yeah, <laughs> it is clear to me. <laughs> so great. Oh, you touched on so many great things there. And I loved how you said we kind of have to swing to both sides. Like you have to go potentially fully into the masculine and then fully into the feminine. And that might not be the journey for everyone. However, I I know it is for many. So it's like anyone who is maybe in one or the other, like go easy on yourself because, mm. yeah, you're getting that moment. <laughs> and now it's like the loose structure piece of like uh, I teach a lot about the four pillars. So it's like what's the actual vision? Like what would you like it to be? So we can actually just start to think about that. And then what are the first steps to that? Mm. And then, you know, taking care of your health, taking care of your money mindset, which was a big piece for me, safety wise. 
and then um, relationships and communication. So it's like the things that majorly stress us out or make us feel unsafe, right? Uh, usually in those arenas. And that can be such a powerful place to start to create structure and loose structure and gentle structure to be like, wait, what does make me feel safe? Because you touched on that, that you learned that from that relationship. I, in the last five, six years, the only couple of guys who've come in for the first time in my whole life experience, actually were pretty sorted with money, as far as I know. Um, you know, they're sort of money, sort of with where they were living, sort of with where their tra trajectory was for their life. And that was totally new to me because I've been hanging around with people who have no money and weren't doing anything. And so that was great. And I had that experience of the nervous system softening. But then, of course, when they weren't there, it was like, whoa. You're back in chaos. And I was never asking, like, I was never taking money from them. I was never any of that. But, like, it's it was like I don't have that in me. And now I have a reference point for what I can feel like. So that's great. Thanks, guys. So what are the pieces to actually start and the, the structure to actually start to put safety within me in place, which did mean I had to work out my finances. I had to learn how to communicate better. I had to get clear on what I wanted so I could communicate it. And it's the unsexy stuff, I'm sure. Like we all watch Disney, right? And it's just like, you know, whether it's relationships or life, it's just first to work out. And it, if it feels good, then it will forever. <laughs> literally yeah you've got to you've got to be able to look the beast in the eyes right mm -hmm. and I think um yeah that's great I love what you said about having those pillars and I think that will be so like different depending on the individual context right and mm. I think that if you're somebody that's like fuck I'm just like lost in all of it then it's like going to something like that is going to be really helpful because you're going to have that loose structure there for you and I think if you're a little bit further along and you're like okay well maybe that doesn't really ring true for me or resonate with me it's like what specifically is it for you? And, and to sit down and, and ask yourself those questions. What do you need to admit to yourself that you're not that you're not doing or that you're not leaning into or that you're not recognizing right now? And I think um, like for me specifically with my own journey and that that specific example, what I recognized was I felt so safe within his masculinity because I knew that I was entering this huge transformational phase of life with the move and, and lots, lots of different changes happening um, within how I live and, and how I work and all the things. Right. And he is someone that's so, he's just so anchored in like who he is, what he's doing, where he's going. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's, that's actually what I need to do. Yeah. I need to allow myself that space to, to figure that out. And you don't need to have the answer right away. That's the whole trust piece. It's recognizing that if I allow myself to sit here in this void, that it's going to come. But if I am sitting in the void and then distracting myself, I'm going to miss it. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to stay in this stuck, like, ick energy. It's being able to, to, like, sit in the mud, as Simon Sinek says. Sit in the mud with yourself and just be like, okay, I'm in the mud. Be in the mud. Stop looking at the sun. Be in the mud. What is the mud for you? And recognize that and then go, okay, I need a little bit of help. I need to, I need to throw a bit of a lifeline here and get help to get out. Or a lot of the time I know what to do and I need to trust myself that everything's going to be okay and potentially to like look back to the start and live a little bit dangerously to what I've told myself is comfort previously and it's that recognition of it's that whole concept that like nothing changes if nothing changes right it's like you've got to trust yourself that if you do something different you've got you mm. and the people that love you for you are going to be there mm. because they love you yeah 
it's not the external absolutely I love that you touched on like the sun and the mud it's like the light and the dark and that's what we're going to perceive in the masculine and the feminine right but um and I just thought I'd say male or female hopefully you're getting out of this that whether it's business or relationships do you like this is the most powerful thing like how can you create safety stability trajectory of where you want to go and just do your thing because the more you create like I had a moment recently it was such a bougie moment I'd run a bath I'd ordered Uber Eats I had my laptop sitting up against the bath, watching Nashville, eating my burger in the bath. And I was just like, my whole nervous system had that beautiful feeling where it just like softens. And I was like, oh. in that moment, whatever that is for you, male or female, like this is a magnetic energy. Mm. You're releasing all this resistance to people, places, money, things coming to you that will love you, will support you. So like that gets to be your mission. <laughs> Literally, it's ownership, I think. Yeah. It's that, and it's like, it. before that, before you can own it, you've got to look at it. Mm-hmm. So you've got to look at it and go, okay, this is where I'm at right now. Where do I want to be? And you get to build that bridge. Yeah. You actually get to build that bridge. But if you're not willing to, like, how do you expect, I literally did post something just as you walked in the door today. So it's funny this has come up. It's like, how do you expect to hit the bullseye if you don't know where the fucking target is mm-hmm. like you've actually got to set the tangible parameters around okay this is who I want to be or like this is what I want to achieve or this is what I want to do and that's when people get stuck because yeah. they stay there and it's like the people that actually achieve that like mm-hmm. I read something the other day that's like you're not unique for wanting to be successful fucking everyone wants to be successful mm-hmm. like you're not unique for having a vision board you're not unique for for mm-hmm. dreaming about this big expansive life everybody dreams about it get your head out of the clouds and get your feet on the ground and it's the ability to be able to do both at the, at the same time it's the ability to be able to hold the masculine hold the feminine again duality it's like can you do both and and allow yourself to do both and it's that that piece of like um I love what you say about the like being in that magnetic kind of energy because if you're not repelling people then you're not magnetizing anybody mm-hmm. so it's that ownership who the fuck are you right now who do you want to be what's the bridge start to close that gap and then it's like as you start to close that gap, you start to provide yourself more evidence that you are actually that person that you want to become. Mm-hmm. As you start to provide more evidence, you're solidifying it into your concept of self. The more you do that, the more trust and the more like self-safety that you cultivate because you're actually showing up and doing the things that you said that you would do. Mm-hmm. And as you continue to do that, it's like, okay, now I can actually fucking own this person because I know with conviction that that's who I am. And it, as we know with conviction who we are, that's going to repel people. It's also going to fucking magnetize people to you as well. So like it gets to be this really fun journey. And I think that's the piece. It's like, keep it fun. Mm. So easy to not make it fun. Yeah. So fucking easy. Building a bridge. You're going to break a sweat, right? Literally. It's going to be hard work. Yeah. It's going to be fun. You put some tunes on, you got your legs there. Like that's hopefully how it's going to be. And you mentioned, which is a great segue about head in the clouds and then feet on the ground because I do notice a lot, whether it's the spiritual world or the self-development world, and this was me in the past, where there can be a lot of, we'll call it bypassing, where it's like we learn the cloud thing, like the spiritual stuff, or we learn about the sun in ourselves and the beautiful light sides of ourselves, but we're not encouraged or we're not in communities or we don't want to look at the darkness. And... I know there's a lot of people and I myself was included that get stuck in I'm so great and I deserve this big one 
and you know I am connected to all of the spiritual side of things and spiritual like uh, business is probably one of the most spiritual journeys I've ever been on how would people I guess it's the shadow work thing right like how would we choose to get our feet on the ground if there's not necessarily a big horrible thing happening like what would you say like I'm just trying to think about the best way to say this is again a million different conversations in my head right now a lot of the times we have to create a really horrible experience before we actually choose to look at our darkness Mm -hmm. or the parts of us that need to evolve in order to open up more light if there isn't major stuff going on, if we're kind of just in that comfort zone, is there any suggestions or things that have worked for you to take action, even when there's not a big push or driver to create that stability and get your feet on the ground? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's um, one of my biggest values and it's just like, this is an innate thing within me. It's not a nurture thing. It's like I was born like it. I'm just fucking curious. Yeah. I'm so curious. I love being in that like curious energy. Yes. I love that, that like, why, why do I do that? Yeah. Why, why, why does that person do that? Mm. Like I'm obsessed, mm-hmm. like fully fucking obsessed Same. where I'm just like, I want to, what's that? I need to pull that thread. Oh, I need to keep yeah. pulling it. Like, I'm just like, oh, okay, keep going. Why make that person say that to that person? Google. Literally, literally. <laughs> yeah. Or like, why do we, yeah, why do we inherently do things a certain way? And like, I'm a fucking nerd. Mm. I'm such a nerd. So I'm always engaging. I always want to be learning. Like, um, even things down to the, to the piece of like, what is innate in all humans and like a, a really easy example of that is like rhythm if someone's nervous they like typically like they want to like tap or they want to like create a rhythm yeah. that that's like that external piece that, that, that they can attach to their internal frequency that's happening right now and that if somebody mirrors that rhythm it starts to slow it down that will cause them to internally slow as well and it's like these kind of things I'm like I'm actually just obsessed with human behavior and the human psyches and I think that's been the biggest thing if things are like fucking cruisy for me I'm and again this is that marriage of like I'm also really fucking ambitious so like I'm curious internally and I'm curious externally so I'm always asking myself like how can I be how can I achieve more like not from a place of needing it from a place of just being like what the like what the fuck can I create like this is all a big game yeah how big can I go like how many people can I impact what else can I do how can I be more bold in my life how can I be more this or more that like it's different for everybody right like being bold and and disruptive are are, are big values of mine and and big values of my brand and so that's where my energy is directed but it could be in any way how can I be more loving how can I be more compassionate like we can start to ask those questions and then start to go internal and be like oh for what purpose am I not doing it now and then you can start to dig in that little bit deeper and if it's like for the like because being bold and being confident I don't really know when I started doing that like Mm. it's just me like I've just been, yes, I think for some period of time, it was like this external confidence, not necessarily internal. However, I've always been able to express it. And it's feel like I've just like married my internal like representation to that external projection, right? And so through that journey, it's like being able to recognize like, okay, if this is so easy for me, why, why? And why isn't it easy for other people? 
And then if that, and a lot of the conversations I have with clients, of course, is around confidence and being bold and showing up like that, because that's why they come to me. And so I would ask them, like, what do you make it mean about you if you're bold? Like, this is shadow, because it's going, oh, fuck. Well, I say that, like, oh, I'm disruptive or I'm taking up too much space or no one actually fucking cares about my opinion. Or parents said something along the lines of, you know, it's like the tall poppy syndrome. Oh, like, they're being a bit too loud and proud. Yeah. So yeah. you can start to pull that thread, right, and, and start, to, start to look at it. And this is where it's like, oh, this pulls your feet back to the ground because it's like, oh, okay, now I can look at the past and see how that's actually projected me to this point in my, in my future or on my timeline. And I think the next question after that is, because a lot of the time it's like, oh, X, Y, Z will think X, Y, Z. And it's like, okay, well, what is the story that you're curating in your mind and planning in theirs and telling yourself, oh, this is what they would think. Like, what are you making other people like make it mean about you? And what's that story that you're relaying to yourself? And even things like showing up on social media, it's never been a problem for me. And so when like other people in the industry or, or business owners come to me and they say like, how do you, how do you do it? How do you just like jump on stories and talk or like, and it's like, it's so easy for us. Right. And this is the piece of like, it's fucking not for everyone. Yeah. And so it's like, Oh, okay. What is it? Like, what is it that makes it easy for me to be seen and to be visible like that mm. and start to reverse engineer it and look at it like that. It's like, because if I see people, resharing we've got no fucking idea what they're saying we got no idea i've seen some of the ones that have said things about me <laughs> it's like it will act like being able to hold hey it's me i'm the drama um but it's like when you like look at that it's like without running down the rabbit hole and like actually seeing the evidence of it what story are you creating mm. What's the story that you're fucking creating in your mind? It's like, you see that reshare, like 10, 20, 50, 100, whatever the fuck it is, reshares. Are you telling yourself people are resharing it because your content's fucking fire and you're like on mission and you're like, fuck yes, this is resonating with people? Or are you telling yourself that they're sharing it and bitching about you? Because you don't actually fucking know one way or the other. So it's like, what, what stories are you telling yourself? What conclusions are you drawing? And then being able to like zoom out, that's going to get your feet on the ground. Mm. to go oh hang on what side of the coin am I actually looking at right now and am I going to be better if I if I zoom out and that's the piece of you could potentially be looking only at the side that's your ego and saying oh everyone thinks I'm great but then you're never looking at how you can be better or you can be looking at the side of saying oh everyone thinks I'm shit and then you're never actually anchoring into your power so like people when they talk about shadow work I think it's so people are so quick to assume oh what things have I thrown that are like the more negative traits, right? Like, oh, I've thrown, I'm not, a, I'm not an angry person. <laughs> You've just suppressed it really well. Literally, well, I don't feel safe around you. Yeah. Like, it's like, what do you need to be? Yeah. You want to be able to access anger, it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, anger is also passion and motivation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, again, it's that, what side of the coin are you looking at? And, and, and how are you expressing it? And how are you transmuting that energy? Because it's just energy. It's all pure. Like there's no good and bad, right? But what I often find with clients when we get into talking about concepts of self and shadow is a lot of the time people think of shadow work and they think of that. They think of, oh, it's integrating negative traits. Not necessarily. A lot of the time it's fucking integrating really positive, powerful traits that you've said, that's not me. Oh, but I couldn't possibly be confident. Or I don't, I'm not powerful. When the fuck did you decide that? Let's look at the evidence. Like, and actually starting to go, oh, can I pull that back into my concept of self? so that I can be solid and, and solidify who I am in that because it's going to want to come back in anyway. So if you've thrown power to, to your shadow, 
it's going to seep back in and it's going to seep back in in like throwing your opinion in spaces where you haven't actually thought about it or you haven't actually like looked at the, the conversation and it's just like, fuck, she's so fiery and she's just so opinionated or she's so intimidating. It's like, it'll leak out in business. It'll leak out in your relationships. Mm-hmm. Even like, if we look at the production space, like I remember the first few years of coaching, I was like, I don't actually want to be a coach because all of these people I'm helping, I didn't, I, I knew it, but I didn't know it. I was like, they're all reflecting back to me parts of myself that I'm not looking at. <laughs> and we'll get that in our lives and in all of our relationships and the connections that we have until we choose to look at it like it's gonna it's gonna surface yeah which yeah. is fun yeah. and so the life hack is being able to identify it faster mm-hmm. and to be able to clean it up within yourself yes. and and this is one of my favorite paradoxes to hold is that like everything everything has a like lesson for you mm-hmm. and not everything is about you yes like people that have are going to project on you and it's being able to witness that and go, okay, this isn't actually mine to hold right now and go on your fucking merry way. And then also recognizing, oh, but that is me. Mm. So where am I projecting onto other people? Like it's not always that direct correlation. And I think that's where people get caught up in the whole mirror, mirror concept, right? It's not always so direct. It's not always so black and white. It's like, you've got to be able to, again, zoom out and go, oh, interesting. Like not everything, not everything's about me. And every fucking thing is a mirror of me. And being able to, again, swing that pendulum. Something within me. I said to clients all the time, I'm like, if they're coming to me saying, this thing happened today, I'm like, cool, does it actually bother you? Like, is it really triggering you or activating you? And they're like, oh, not really. It's just kind of annoying. I'm like, cool. Well, can it just be annoying? Can it just be maybe a past version of you that you're annoyed that they're not doing the thing that you've done? Or if it is really activating you, cool. How is it you? How can we find out where that where you're doing the same thing somewhere? Yeah. Because you clean it up and then yeah. it's no longer annoying. And you just, yeah, get to flick the switch. And I think with those little niggles and those little annoyances, it's like, it's not a big thing. So it's like, okay, well, it's not a big thing. And you're admitting that. So where in your life it, it, is there like not a big niggle, but there's a little niggle that you're avoiding. Yeah. There's that little thing in the back of your mind and it might just be like, oh, I actually need to pay that bill. Or, oh, yeah, that's right. I actually need to do X, Y, and Z. Or, oh, I'm getting a bit sloppy with my hydration. Like whatever it might be. It's like, okay, well, that's what it is. Just fucking clean it up. Yeah. Exactly. And it's the ability to look at it and not not be so serious. Like, fuck, yeah. it doesn't have to be so serious. Like we actually get to have fun with this work. And I think... Like, I almost feel a little bit sorry for the old shadow work. Like, you know, darling, like, she's got a bad rap. Like, no. It's, like, it's actually the best. It, and it's, it's fun. fun. It, it might be like, ugh, for a minute, especially in the way that we, I know, work with people. We try and get straight in there. Yeah. Cool. There it is. <laughs> Let's go. And then it gets so fun straight away. Whereas I know that I, I spent a couple of years going to lots of events where it's just like screaming and saying being so like, fucking dramatic. And I'm like, it didn't actually help me. Like, I screamed a lot. lost my voice a few times. But you touched on a couple of really powerful things in that, in the curiosity piece and the story piece. And that curiosity, I know for me, I was very much the same. I've been obsessed for as long as I can remember about why we do things and why other people do things and why they're not doing things. And, and the fact that we have access to like un- unlimited sources of information now. And again, discernment comes in whether you think it's the right information for you right now or not. But that thread that you can follow creates some kind of excitement. Mm. because it's like I'm actually starting to make sense of the unknown that my brain's actually terrified of and the more you make sense of it the more you build confidence the more you actually get motivated so could you just start asking the question of like why it's happening or how I could find the meaning in this and then the story piece is what is the story that I'm telling about this 
both inside my head and into others potentially like is it actually real why am I attaching that meaning could I attach a different meaning yeah because like I have it with myself all the time I had to pull myself up in hospital being like there was a point where I was just like this sucks like why are they taking so long I felt bad that you were having with me for like hours this was days guys (laughs) it was a great time but like I got to catch myself so many times and be like wait a regular person who's not doing the work would be like, oh my God, this is the worst, worst hospital ever. How dare they make me wait hours? And instead I was like, this is beautiful. Like yeah. I'm getting to sit in a bed and be taken care of. I've got a button for someone to come and check on me anytime I need. Like I just found all of the other meanings and created a new story. And it was a beautiful few days, even yeah. though I wasn't allowed to eat. So like, yeah like how can you like you know Edwin Hannah Hicks very much rampage of appreciation it's like can you call yourself up for a second and be like is it actually that bad yeah could I find the beauty in it could I find the questions I have in it and follow the thread I love that yeah yeah I love that too and I just love that concept and that's been my life it's been that that beautiful process of looking at the synchronicities and and trusting myself to follow them and to be like okay all right I can't really make up a lot of sense of it right now but I'm in my body and it feels like the right thing to do so I'm going to trust it and I'm going to lean forward and I'm going to do the scary thing or or you do the dangerous thing and 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 lean into it and the more that you do that the more you cultivate that self-trust yeah absolutely um I heard Jordan Peterson say recently he said contemplate the price you pay for inaction yes you're already in a little hell you know it's going to get worse so it's like we don't actually think because it's that quiet thing that happens if we don't do anything and we don't do anything maybe we go and talk about how we're not doing anything or we're complaining about how something's not working we're actually going backwards yeah it's gonna get worse and so how can we start to ask better questions those little actions every day and it gets so fun and so exciting. Yeah, and I love that. Um, I recently listened to something, a podcast, it, uh, like talking about that. Um, and it wasn't JP, it was someone re- referencing JP, but it was that concept. And it was talking about the fact of like the price you pay for inaction is like anxiety, right? Mm. Because, and you can, like an easy example of it would be, and this is the one they used on the pod, was you wake up and you could go and work out. And I get that not everybody's a morning workout person, but just like, jump into this story for a second so you get up and you can go and work out and do your meditation do whatever the hell you your daily non-negotiables right so you can get up and do it straight away and then you can have the rest of the day in a state of, of self like praise and and being in that like fuck yeah I've like done that yes I've already ticked that off and you can operate the rest of the day in that energy or you can get up and hit snooze so many times you don't have time to do it before you got to go to work or got to answer to other commitments and so it gets pushed to the end of the day and now your day is in that the contemplation energy of that anxiety energy of oh fuck, i've still got to take that thing off mm. and like even though it may not necessarily be anxiety it's taking up that mental space and taking up that mental energy of like oh i've still got to do that that's still on my list of things to do whereas you could have not snoozed got up early ticked it off and then totally flipped that energy transmission for your entire day so it's like that's the price that you pay for inaction for not making the decision right away. And that's again, practice discernment here. It's not to say you jump in and make decisions on a whim. It's to say that you fucking know when it's time to step, mm-hmm. trust yourself that the step will appear, trust yourself that, you, that you're going to be held and supported. And if you're not, yeah. that you're not meant to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, like, 
and try something new literally literally it's like and know that it's like all happening for you I think that's the biggest thing you can anchor into it's like it doesn't make sense right now great Mm. it will like everything will make sense it actually will and like if you need the evidence for that look back on the course of the last five years of your life and be like okay fuck that thing that I thought was the worst thing in the world was actually led me to this Mm. or that has led to that or that has led to this like these connections I wouldn't have these connections if that didn't happen it's like there's always a silver lining and that's not to say that you bypass the human experience of having emotions I'm a big feeler yeah I'm a huge fucking feeler I'm all for the feels Mm. you know when it's time to switch into action yeah so do it and that comes back to manifesting as well right that's how you get your head out of the fucking clouds is to go okay okay I've had my head in the clouds and it's fucking fun up there it's like I've got this real clear vision now I've got this target board the way that you reverse engineer that like path of the dart is to go, how do I actually become that person now? Mm. And that's like that bridge building, right? And you build the bridge back to that starting position. And you're like, cool, now I get to take a step. Now I get to walk it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't connect all of those dots looking forward. And a lot of the time I was watching the sound of music the other night and I'll just say religion aside, she said something like when God closes a door somewhere, he opens a window. Yeah. And it really hit me as like, I get so many amazing lessons from watching movies because a lot of it, like it's been happening in my coaching client with my coaching clients this week where they're having to choose to close doors on people or situations without knowing if something new is going to open up and a lot of the time we can expect that that window that opens is the same window that opened for Sally down the street when she did it or for our best friend or for our mentor somewhere he opens a window you don't actually get to know where but as more you close those doors and the things that aren't serving you and the behaviors and the situations, you'll feel it. You'll feel it. Cause you feel the breeze or yeah. you, like you feel that and like drop energy. in. Yeah. Yeah. Opportunities, people, new places drop in and you're just like, Oh, go for it. Yeah. Like, can you lean in knowing that everything is for you? Mm-hmm. You cannot get it wrong. Yeah. And it's that piece of like you, once you learn the lesson, once you're willing to look at it and admit to yourself, there's a lesson there. And this is the action piece for me to transcend. That's closing the door. And if you're not willing to do the action piece, the door's going to stay open and then you're going to miss those other opportunities. One of my biggest drivers, and um, I heard it so many years ago and then heard it recently on the online seminar I know that you plugged into as well, mm. is the concept of like you at the end of your life, you sit down with your creator or God, source, universe, whatever the hell you want to call it, your higher self, whatever it is for you. And they slide an envelope across the table and, and it's this is a life that I like had designed for you. This is a life that you were meant to have lived. If only you would have gotten out of your fucking way. And it's like, I literally heard that, I reckon, six, seven years ago. And it's such a driver for me. Same. It's like, go. Mm. Who cares? Like, do it for the story. Yeah. There's an el- there has to be an element of do it for the story. Like, yeah. if you're somebody... Do it for all the moments, all the weird memories. Literally. Yeah. Do it for, like, being 80. And I love the concept of the only people you should be trying to impress are your eight-year-old self and your 80-year-old self. Mm. Like, no one else actually matters. Like, go and fuck shit up. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to be 80 and be sitting there and being like, oh, my God, remember that time that we got, like, absolutely fucking, like, wasted in karaoke and, like... Like, yeah, I love it. I'm here for it. It's not how I choose to live my life every day. I, like, I'm actually not a big drinker at all. But when I do, I fucking love it. And I'm there and I'm present and I'm in the moment knowing that this is creating memories for my future. This is creating stories. And like, sure, I might make bad decisions. We all do. Yay. It's like adding to the story. It's like, do it for the fucking story. Like yeah. if you're in that period of like, oh, what do I do with my life? Like, yeah, because create no one, a better story. No one's actually judging you. No one's actually thinking about you that much. 
and like, I said all the time we're on a rock and no one knows why no one knows why we're here so true no one knows it's fucking love so just have fun fun. and do more things <laughs> literally do the things that you actually want to do and it's like that whole like main character energy right it's yeah. like are you actually the main character like what can you do right now that's going to make the story so fucking compelling that people and when I say people it's you at the end of your life watching it back is going to be glued to the screen or are they going to be bored as fuck yeah. like if you're bored in your life right now I'm sorry but you're boring yeah. like <laughs> go and do some shit like yeah. and that doesn't have to be anything like big and dramatic like it can be like oh I'm gonna learn how to fucking do cross stitch or mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a paint by numbers or I'm gonna start selling jam like I don't care what it is like whatever it is for you whatever like is that light within you like lean into that like make it a fucking roaring flame like take up space with it for god's sake please like trust yourself and as you were saying that there was just something dropping in about like well I don't have time or I'm overwhelmed and I know that I've heard Grant Carter and say it a lot he's like when my team says they're overwhelmed I add 10 more tasks because we're actually living in the easiest time, I get it. People have kids. People have all these the stuff they've set up in their lives, mm-hmm. whether they realize it or not. And we're pretty bloody comfortable. Fucking right. And we have access to unlimited resources, mostly for free. Like you can actually create time and have fun with it. Like where the, yeah. where are you playing small? Where do you think you're playing big? And how can you expand your consciousness to realize that you're actually playing small? It's like in the coaching industry, I remember I remember first hearing that you can make $10,000 a month and I almost died. I was like, what the actual fuck? What the mean? What the hell? And like now, yeah, it's just like normal. Oh, and now my mentor is like fucking, like I'm in something tomorrow with a, with a coach and she makes a million dollars in a month. And I'm like, I'm sorry, in four weeks, what? Like there's always more. Like there's always more. And it's like operate in that frequency, not from a place of lack and need, but from a place of desire and like, what can I do? Yeah. And the story piece is really powerful in that as well. Cause a lot of the times so many of us default to that victim lack story, mm-hmm. which isn't even ours. Like most of us have come from parents or grandparents, you know, who went through really hard times, went through wartime, went through rationed food. And we have a lot of that verbiage and the mentality of that just because it's been repeated over and over. So we repeat it challenge that story because it's actually not real it doesn't have to be real if I can go I know you've got some other stories but if I can go from like literally five years ago broke ridiculously sick and depressed and heartbroken to where I am now like without any specific aid except the internet and my own mind literally like so can you yeah and I mean you look at all the successful people like you know Oprah and Will Smith and all these people who have come from nothing or horrible lives like challenge that fucking story yeah because you can change it and have fun with it yeah and like that's that whole like disruptive energy fucking shake it shake it up shake the tree like yeah. fucking rip through it literally it's yeah. like how can you like just shake up and i love um and carolyn elliott talks about it in existential kink mm-hmm. it's like i'm not interested in people challenging my beliefs i challenge my beliefs all the time mm-hmm. challenge my fucking knowing challenge my knowing what I know to be true challenge that like then I'm like oh I like you yeah (laughs) bring it on like I'm like I've just spent the last 10 years challenging all of it day in day out mm -hmm. I know why I'm here yeah I know what I'm doing I know why 
and I know how to challenge myself. Yeah. yeah, it's when you can speak to people on that next level. It's just like, here we go. Yeah, literally. And it's like, and that's something that like, if you're watching this as well, it's like, ponder that. Like, what am I telling myself that isn't even a belief? It's a knowing like, yeah. oh no, I know that X, Y, Z. And like, even use that as like a prompt. Like, here's a list of things that I know. I know this, I know that. I know, no, 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 no. And then ask yourself, do I? Yeah. Or is it a story? When was the last time? Like, where's the fact checking? Yeah, where did it start? Where did it come from? Yeah. Like, is it this knowing that like, oh, money doesn't, I know that money doesn't grow on trees. I know that you have to work hard to be successful. I challenge you to find some evidence of, like yeah. of the flip side of that fucking coin. Yeah. But you're going to have a much funner time. Yeah. And it's exactly. like, can you curiosity. both sides? Yeah. Can you actually, before you form your opinion, because a lot of the times we form our opinions off like a two second clip on the news. And now that's our new hill to stand on and we'll die on that hill because we're repeating a talking point from a media that is being paid. <laughs> like, where does it come from? Yeah. Whatever the context. You, yeah. And are you living your life based on other people's knowings or are they your own? And like, that's empowering. Oh, Fuck, that's so empowering bad. to be able to go, ah, oh, am I living my life based on the knowing of other people? Mm. And have I just gone, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. And how much do I know about those other people? Are yeah. they happy? And do I actually are want their fucking healthy? life? Do they have good relationships with their mm-hmm. partner? Mm-hmm. Are they wealthy? So uh, I ask everyone this question uh, at the end because it was something that really drove me to create business because I've seen leadership done really well and really poorly. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much about leadership along this journey. So I'd love to know what leadership means to you. Oof, love that. Mm-hmm. Leadership is, to me, duality. Yeah. It's holding both sides. Mm-hmm. It's recognizing that I'm the fucking best. Yeah. and I'm not worthy of this position that I'm in. Mm. It's being able to hold both. It's being able to go, okay, I am in this extremely like blessed and privileged position where people look to me to lead and I have to lead myself first. Mm. It's leadership, I think it gets this rap of like, they know what they're doing. No, they don't. Mm. Everyone's winning it everyone's fucking winging it in some capacity mm-hmm. and it's that that piece of being able to see leaders as humans and not as robots and that's what leadership to me is it's mm-hmm. being able to go this is my knowing and this is my truth right now and again like I said at the start have the ability to contradict yourself left right and center because it's being able to go this is who I am and I'm open to other opportunities mm-hmm. I'm open to other perspectives I'm open for people to challenge my knowing and it's on me to determine if I accept it or not that's leadership it's being able to take that like feedback and, and alternative perspectives on and, and not be like no to be like interesting and to approach it with a curious energy yeah and to be able to like in the same breath hold true to who you are so that you can create and help other people create and cultivate safety in themselves by being a safe leader mm. in yourself yeah. it's like it all comes back to you i think that's what leadership is it's knowing who the fuck you are why you're here and then exploring all avenues of that yeah. <laughs> and being willing to change your fucking mind. Yeah. So what's next for you? What are you excited about? Oh my God. I'm excited about so many things. I feel like as I pull this like, like structure and masculinity back into myself and, and my life and my business and, and it really anchoring to being here. That's what I'm excited about right now. Um, I'm just excited about this phase of my life. Like I live by myself. I'm 30. I've just moved into state. Like, these are the fucking glory years. Like, that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about 
cultivating a life that yes is inclusive of business but it's not all it is I'm excited about my friendships I'm excited about being open to new connections and experiences and I'm I'm excited about my fucking wealthy woman era and owning it because for a long time I was in the poor girl camp and then for a long time I was in the in-between I'm excited about stepping stepping over and, and and owning that and being excited about that love that incredible it's a vibe <laughs> this has been such a vibe of a conversation I know that it's hit so many perfect points for people so thank you for being on my also. pleasure it's been fun I just love having a riff like yeah <laughs> it's actually the best like I just love yeah love being in transmission and, and being provoked to think yeah different ways and go down rabbit holes it's been great yay thank you Thanks for tuning in to this episode. If you like this, please do us a favor and share it with your friends and maybe even give us a five-star review. And be sure to tag us on your socials when you listen so that we can send some love your way. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with myself and the lovely Radical team inside the Academy, make sure you head over to our website at www.lovelyradical.net or send me a DM on Instagram for a chat. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.